How are y'all doing today? Tristan Sutton here with the Revenue Clinic Podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. The Revenue Clinic is all about connecting, collaborating, and educating. So every week, Thursday at 12 p.m., we're going to be coming here live on Facebook, bringing you the knowledge and experience you need to take your business to the next level. So we have an esteemed guest today, Miss Carla Lane, hailing from Dallas, Texas, by way of U of H and Delta Sigma Theta. Already. <laughs> Sorry, Incorporated. Let me tell you a little bit about her and why she's such a mogul. So she is the president and CEO of Lane Staffing, the largest minority owned employment solutions provider in the Southwest. That's a lot of area, right? That's a lot of area. About five states, huh? Yeah, we're doing something big. Doing something big. Right? So so she began her career at a small staffing agency as an accounting clerk. So literally started her way from the bottom to the top to where she is now. Um, She worked her way up to VP of accounting. And then in 2003, diverse staffing hired her as their senior VP Mm, to the top. All right. So her goal there. So it's important. Always set goals was to buy the company uh, once she got there. So in 2006, when the company was struggling, she made a decision to buy all of their assets. Now, we're going to talk about that. (laughs) So once again, she started at the bottom twice because she bought the company and then built it back up from struggling pretty much from going down. And then within a few years, just transformed the company to a $20 million enterprise in just three years, three, just, just three years. That. Okay. Gotcha. Hard this, work. Is, this is in your bio. <laughs> Hard, work. Hard work. Okay. So now she is in 15 States, serves government agencies and serves fortune 100 and 200 companies and employs over 800 people. Now I'm, I'm challenging with four people, five people. How are you managing 800 people? I've got a good team. Good team. It's all about the team. It's all about the team. So a little bit about her. Also, she's been featured in Black Enterprise, Ebony Magazine, and Essence Magazine. Um, received the U of H Distinguished Alumni Award, Greater Houston Black Chamber Pinnacle Award. Salute alumni. Yeah. <laughs> um, Impact Award, Icon Award, Audrey Lawson Impact Award as well. And... Throughout her life, Lane, who is married and the mother of one daughter, has operated on a simple philosophy, work hard, enjoy life, and give back. So y'all wave hi and say every, say hello to Miss Carla Lane. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm glad that you're here. I know it was an interesting time getting on your schedule, but we, <laughs> Jesus, we made it. We made it. We, <laughs> we made, made it. it. So tell us about going from you know a clerk all the way to owning a company. How was that journey for you? It was and continues to be a really amazing journey. Um, A little bit about that story. I started working in the staffing industry when I was a sophomore in college. Mm -hmm. Ended up having to get a job because I was calling home all the time asking for money. (laughs) And, and, you know, I'm a hardcore daddy's girl. My dad's in heaven now. And I still say I am a daddy's girl. So he used to never tell me no. Mm. But this particular day, I Yes, I pushed too far and he told me, go get a job, hung up in my face. And I started looking. (laughs) And so I ended up getting an interview at a staffing agency that was owned by U of H alum and her husband. And in the interview, this is what's really funny in the interview. And like you said, I'm from Dallas and I still had my Dallas accent at the time. And, you know, it falls (laughs) out sometime. But so I had my Dallas accent and they asked me where I see myself in 15 years. And I was being a smart aleck. And I said, I'm going to own your company. (laughs) And I said company because I'm from Dallas. And so um, amazingly, that's what happened. I spoke it. Just put it in there. I, I spoke it. And I spoke it um, thinking that I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur from the time I was a child, mm-hmm. but I wanted to go to law school. So mm-hmm. I thought I would own a law firm. Okay. Um, Is it still on the table? No, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to take a test. I don't want to send a classroom. Da, da, da. Um, but it happened. And I was able to grow with the company. I literally went from processing payroll and collecting faxes wow. to... Um, owning a company and employing people and really understanding the importance of employment when we start talking about empowering people. I think mm. that's how I fell in love with the business. Mm. And it stopped being a job so I could get my nails done and my hair done. And it started <laughs> being something that I was passionate about. And when, you, when you're in employment and you love people the way that I do, mm. you it's transformative. Yeah. And so I, I got bit by the bug, okay. was working for a company that started to struggle, you know, mm. because um, as the company grew, it changed names. It went through all these different things. But I'm an accountant by trade. My degree mm. is in accounting. Gotcha. And I know 
a little bit about how to make money grow what about that money <laughs> and um sitting in the back seat of a a business and um being able to see the flow of money mm -hmm. i think is 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 essential for entrepreneurs Absolutely. i think a lot of times we get caught up in the business and we don't understand that you know you can be great at that front of the house which is necessary right but you have to understand the money. That's not something that you can just totally farm out to a CPA. Exactly. You gotta understand your cash flow. You gotta understand expenses. Can't just and outsource it. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, you've gotta know it. And it's worth investing in yourself. If you're not an accountant, investing yourself, even as an accountant, investing yourself so that you understand what the money needs to look like. And that's really how I was able hmm. to buy a business that I work for hmm. and then know what needed to happen with basic line items hmm. to make it grow. Okay. So that's one of the questions I asked, you know, being an employee, uh, I think for three years, how do you, I guess, uh, get enough capital to buy a whole well, business? So what you have to understand <laughs> is that I worked for um, Best Staff was the name of the company okay. from the time I was a sophomore. And then the company changed its name to Diverse Staff. Gotcha. So it was the same company. I worked for that company for 15 years okay, gotcha. from the time I was a sophomore in college when I graduated and all my friends took jobs in what was called the big six or six hmm. big accounting firms in okay. 1995. There's right. three now. But um, it was called the big six. My friends took the big six jobs. Mm -hmm. I stayed at the small business mm -hmm. and people were like, why wouldn't you? You know, they yeah. bought BMWs. I was yeah. still driving my Geostorm. Oh. <laughs> I was rolling a turquoise <laughs> Geostorm Geo with a red Delta plate. Oh, wow. But I, I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. And so I didn't do what everybody did, mm -hmm. which was buy cars and, you know, buy. Gotcha. I didn't. And it was. um it wasn't always strategic, mm -hmm. but it's what happened. And gotcha. so that is why when they're, they're, the opportunity came, mm -hmm. I had the money to say, look, mm -hmm. I can buy this. Mm -hmm. I can cut a deal and buy the assets. Mm -hmm. I don't want the liabilities. Gotcha. Yeah, here's the now crazy thing about that. Yeah, about yeah. Versus liabilities. <laughs> I don't want any of these liabilities, <laughs> but I want to purchase the assets. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing about it. Um, I would say to every entrepreneur, have an awesome attorney because mm. I said I wanted to go to law school. I did not go. Mm. So I didn't get the best advice. So when mm. you purchase assets, there are some entities that will acknowledge that. Yeah. And some don't. Mm. Some say, I don't care what your little piece of paper say. <laughs> <laughs> we won't, we won't you run me that money. We won't <laughs> yes, run me that. Will it be in the crown roll bag? <laughs> you know, whatever, nickels or dimes. It's like you're going to have to run me that money. Yeah. So, there were some things that popped up along the mm -hmm. way and we dealt with them. Okay. Um, and I ended up, you know, having to pay some debts that I didn't mm -hmm. know that I would, but um, being ready and yeah. having good counsel yeah. and um, deciding that you you're not going to quit. I, here's the really cool thing about me <laughs> <laughs> is that I started investing in the stock market at a really young age. Wow. And I don't think that people, I think that people think when they start talking about investment that you have to have a hundred thousand dollars or 50,000 or 10,000, you really can start investing with a hundred dollars with $10 a week, like skip lunch, yeah, skip you lunch. know, you, it, it's that simple. Um, and so I was able to develop a payment plan mm. Um, so I did not purchase and say write a check for a gotcha. couple of hundred thousand dollars. I, I developed a payment plan. There's so an yeah, and so I think that you know, for me, what I, I like to tell people is to understand that most people mm -hmm. want the money. Yeah. Now they'd love for it to be all up front. Yes. <laughs> but if they can piece it together. <laughs> <laughs> they will do it. You know, come up with a plan. So I don't know if y'all know this, but you can put a business on layaway. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I did it. So for those who are just tuning in, we have uh, Miss Carla Lane, owner of Lane Staffing. Uh, we're talking about right now how she started her own business or bought a business on a payment plan, <laughs> aka layaway. <laughs> I'm so crazy. And now Basically. her business is worth over $20 million. <laughs> People type that in here, layaway and business. <laughs> Basically. So you can do it too. So depending on what your, your business is, what your desires are, look for opportunities where you can go to the business and say, hey, you know, I would love to buy you out. And if we can structure a payment plan, um, that way you can get out of the business, I can get into it, and we all can win. So right. great, great, right. great, great story. All right. So tell us about how you went from that 
um, position to growing it into $20 million. So what's this, this so, how we become moguls? <laughs> here's the interesting thing about um, what I do. It's a people business. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, my dad was a pastor. Amen. So people were always at our house and um, we grew up being very charitable and loving people and being in the people business. I really like, I understand the value of people yeah. and people can see it, mm-hmm. you know, so much. So um, when my children, I have bonus children, I have one biological daughter, I have bonus babies. And so one of the conditions when they came for the summer, once you turn 12, mm-hmm. you had to work in the business until you turn 16 and then you wow. have to get your own job. Wow. So my children are suburban children and they're, <laughs> you know, kind of. They're not not from Oak Cliff. Yeah, they're not from Oak Cliff. They're not from the South. So um, they would say things because we, Lane staff, and we employ everybody from people who work outside to IT engineers and uh, and medical people, nurses, everybody. everybody. And so sometimes my children, someone might have gotten off the bus in Houston, Texas, and then walk into our office. And it's hot in Houston in the summer. Just a little bit. It's a little hot. And so my children would be like, oh, spray, you know, they're musty, whatever. Mm -hmm. But here's, here's what... I would tell my children, and yes, they would get fired for such offenses, is that you have to understand that everybody has value. Everyone. Everybody. I don't care if they make $725 or $7525. They need to be treated the same way here. Yeah. That's how we grew. Yeah. We took, we valued everybody. So Whether everyone, everybody is a value. Everybody, when you walk into a lane staffing office, you should feel important. Mm. And so there's some marketing that I did not have to do because we're going to treat people well. Right. You Word know, yeah, because I can't compete with the big guys. I don't yeah. have the technology. I don't have the capital. Mm. But what I can do is outservice them. Mm. And so that's what we did. We treated the customers. You know, I know that your child played soccer yesterday. I want to know how the game was. I want to, how do we really deep into it? Oh, I've done, when I get upset at my office and my team can tell you, I will say to them, I know how to answer the phone, process payroll, turn the lights off, fix the copier, take the the server up and down. You know why? Because this is my business and I love it. And if you decide to go. I can step in. Peace. Something you need to be able to tell your employees. Don't get gridlocked by your employees because they know everything and you don't. Because they will hold it over your head and and act mm -hmm. a fool. So as a business owner, you need to make sure you can step into their position if you got to give them the foot. And we're going to talk about the proper way of letting someone go or meet their, not fire, but meet their next best opportunity. Next opportunity. (laughs) Let's help you find something that's a better fit. So. I want to know, because I did some research, there's a, over 20,000 staffing agencies in the country, mm-hmm. and you have become the largest African-American-owned one. So I know you, you said good service and treating people well, but I mean, there had to be some more strategy. Then how did you get to that level? Of your you know, the, the ironic thing about that is we talk about goal setting. Um, my goal was really I wanted to be able to take care of my daughter mm-hmm. without needing child support. It was very simple. Well, amen. Yeah, that was, it was very simple. You know, the business I was working for um, was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I would, if I went downtown and got an accounting job, um, being classroom mom yeah. wasn't going to be an option anymore. Right. Um, there would be a cap on how much I could grow. Mm-hmm. Um, someone would tell me how to do. Absolutely. So my thought was I just need to be able to do those things that are important to me. Um, And I built relationships Mm -hmm. and I invested in my community and opportunity came. Mm -hmm. And um, one part of the strategy is that with most government contracts, there is a MWBE requirement. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that means that (laughs) (laughs) for now, there is a MWBE requirement, which means that they have to spend a certain percentage with minority Mm. women owned um, businesses. Gotcha. Sometimes it's DBE. Um, And so in those opportunities, you know, I built relationships. And when there were opportunities for MWBEs, Mm -hmm. I would do my best to be that MWBE. And what would happen is, you know, this huge company has an opportunity and they're giving lane staffing 10% of it to staff. Mm -hmm. 
So let me go in. You're giving me this 10% because you're being told you have to spend it with an MWBE. You've gotcha. been told that I am a good one to work with. We've got right. the capital. We can pay people, mm -hmm. wait to get paid. The service is good. Don't We've got the, service. Yeah, the insurance requirements are there. We have everything. Um, you can check all the boxes. There's no right. reason to keep us out. So you give me this little 10%. I'm going to like work that 10% so mm -hmm. hard that you look up yeah. and it's 25. I need y'all to make sure y'all catching that. <laughs> so put herself in a position to get government contracts. If you go back to episode two, we had Will Norwood with the city of Houston talking about getting contracts and certifications. She has one of those. And what she's telling me is and telling you all is that she worked her relationships to where these big entities, government and business say, Hey, we need a certain percentage of minority staffing she is there not only is she there but she has a good presentation the fact that she has good quality service um good reputation and she's networked with the right people so we say all that to say make sure you're networking get certified and make sure you're in a position to win is that a good recap that is a wonderful recap and when we talk about small businesses and being ready mm -hmm. for the opportunity You've got to have enough capital so that you can wait to get paid. Mm -hmm. So in staffing, what I do every week, and it's Thursday, so all the direct deposits have been sent. So mm -hmm. it hits on Friday. Amen. But here's the thing. <laughs> I had to have the money yeah. to send out those direct deposits. Yes. We create invoices this week. Money goes out this week. Mm -hmm. I've got to wait 35, 40, mm -hmm. 45, sometimes 60 days to get paid. And I do payroll every week. Yeah. So 60 days, they're four weeks in a month. You got to flip that. So I got. It's quite a few days. <laughs> I, yeah, I got I got eight week, weeks of payroll and, that I may have to hold. 800 employees. Yeah. And, and, it, and it varies. Like sometimes it's <laughs> like it's down because it's fall, but um, yeah. early in the year, it yeah. might be 1500. Yeah. And you're sending out invoices. And so what happens is you've got to have a line of credit. Mm. And when you own a small business and you have a line of credit, Guess whose credit it's tied to? Yours. Or the so business. don't go buy no bunch of junk. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Just like that. Don't <laughs> no go buy, buy no bunch, bunch of, of junk. junk. <laughs> <laughs> Hope y'all caught that. So real quick re recap, because uh, you talked about this earlier. That's why you were in a position to own or buy your business. Most entrepreneurs want to start a business and look the life, right? They want to go get the red bottoms, the cars, the purses. The I know, you know you do. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't get them no more, right? <laughs> no. Unless Jackie starts selling them. Yeah, we, we buy for so, us. Back on it, back on it, back on it. So basically, stack your paper. Don't go out live a lavish life because guess what? That extra 500 here, 1,000 there, you can be putting into your business because there are months where that payroll comes in, but the income is not enough to meet right. it. And that money's got to come from somewhere. And so another episode we had with Sinitra Heard, we'll talk about banking, have a line of credit or some kind of access to capital. So when you have those deficits, you'll be able to keep the business going right. and not have to shut down because, hey, payroll or renters do and we didn't have enough money. Right. So really right. Exactly. There. Yeah. So. Keep on going on there. Keep on I, I mean, there. you know, I could sit. I'm a talker. You know, but I like to talk. I know you like so to talk. you have to. I'm gonna keep us on point. I'm direct it. <laughs> but we got some comments from the audience. You got um, Mr. Amar Amari saying this is really good. Thank you for that, Miss um, Shamir Norris. Um, if you all ever need graphic design or website, she's the one to talk to. She's okay. designed all this. Um, she says stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Uh, Miss Cece did not know. Um, that, that there were many staffing agencies. Oh, in goodness. So, yeah, she's one of and the abroad, And it's not even abroad. In Europe, there are even more. Yeah. It is a billion-dollar industry. Wow. Billion-dollar industry. Mm -hmm. And for a quick recap, you can put a business on that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to steal that because that's what I did. Basically. That's what you did. That's really what you did. So, <laughs> that's tell that South Oak Let's figure it out. <laughs> so let's transition into for, to help business owners directly. What are the benefits of using a staffing agency to hire talent to help them grow and run their business? So there are a couple when you start talking about small business mm -hmm. and um, staffing agency. The probably the biggest and the most attractive to small business owners is that um, if your credit is right, because we do run credit checks, because oh, again, oh, oh, see, because I'm paying your people oh, and man. waiting for you to pay me. Oh, I did not know that. And those <laughs> and the, the employees that they're my employees. 
So, so that means that I have to pay them by law. Okay. They're not yours. They're mine. They work at your location, but I am responsible for the workers comp, the employer insurance. I'm responsible for the matching taxes, the, um, employer taxes. I have to pay all of that. And if I don't get paid, I just lost. Okay. Yeah. And you you can keep it moving because they were mine. So we do run credit checks. And if, um, you don't have an extensive credit um, record mm-hmm. or you don't have a great one, then I need a credit card. So I can just, card. I okay. need to, yeah, cause I gotta get my gotta money. Get cause money. I'm going to be <laughs> legally required to pay the staff. So, but what that also means for a business owner is that you've got 30 days to pay me. Hmm. So we start talking about line of credit. And as an accountant, if you look at your PL, probably one of your largest expenses mm-hmm. is people. Hey, man, listen, payroll, taxes, FICA and them <laughs> are one of your biggest line items. She is not lying. And they are aggressive bill collectors. They're not oh. playing that. Oh, your employees, they'll be at your door. <laughs> but so will the, the three-letter oh, people, oh, too. The IRS, <laughs> call them junk, alphabet boys. Yes, don't even say their name. It's like Beetlejuice. Don't even say their name. <laughs> After that up. text message went out, yeah, so we know they're watching. They got to Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... um. What I th- what I think that most is the most attractive thing about using a staffing company for a small business is that it allows you an unofficial mm-hmm. credit line because we're going to pay the people every week direct okay. deposit okay. Um, or a pay card with the MasterCard logo. So now your employees, now mm-hmm. those that are unbanked mm-hmm. are not going to check cash in places because they have this card with the MasterCard logo oh, and their funds sure. are being direct deposit. They're in there okay. midnight on Friday. Okay. So that that becomes invisible to you. You just mm-hmm. send us a time sheet every week. We email you back an invoice. See, I handle all, that on the all of that is done. And so now you don't have 941s, 940s, state unemployment tax reports, um, you don't have to do the federal uh, unemployment tax reports on a quarterly basis or at the end. You don't have to do W-2s. All of that is gone because they're oh. my employees. So when you say we have 800 or sometimes we have 1,500, those aren't people working in lane staffing. Right. Those are people working all over the country doing gotcha. all kinds of work. But they're But they are lane staffing employees, and I'm responsible gotcha. for all of those employer responsibilities. Wow. You just are focusing on your business. And the other thing about it is that when you have people that work for lane staffing that are at your facility doing the work you need them to do, if Mm. someone is not working out, you call my office and say, get them out of here. Mm. And they just don't show up anymore. So you do the fire. I do the firing Mm. or my team does. Oh, your team does. If they're a little rowdy, I might have to. I was about to say, I'm not too with hands. Oh, look, look. Yeah, if they're a little rowdy, they they bring in the reinforcements. (laughs) But typically, you know, um. And that's a big advantage because now you don't have to deal with all of that. Also, when you talk about recruiting, Mm -hmm. you know, you decide that you want to bring on um, a front desk person or operations manager or IT Mm -hmm. guy. Um, You give us what you're looking for. We can Mm -hmm. help you craft a job description. And once we do that, we plaster that all over the the city. If it's here or wherever city is in, we find those people, we screen those people and then we'll let you meet them. So So you don't even have to go through the process. So I hear you saying instead of going to monster.com or crew. And and you got that stack of people that are applying, (laughs) just come to Lane Staffing. And here's the cool thing. We do all of that work for you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't hire anybody, you don't owe me any money. Really? I get paid when you hire somebody. Okay, because we're we jumping ahead, but let's talk about what are the average fees? So let's say someone has a small business, you know, two or three employees. What is that on average percentage? It it depends because okay. when we start to build the pricing, mm-hmm. there's some costs that are involved that are standard. Like we know with FICA, like you mentioned, it's 7.65% of the payroll. Right. So that goes into that markup. Yeah. We know that state unemployment at a minimum, because I got a lot of employees, they fall off and on. My rate is on average about 3.2%. So that goes into that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then we've got the federal unemployment yeah. tax. We pay our stuff on time. So it ends up being, what is it? 0.007, something like that. So all of that is in there. Now here's the variable mm. workers comp. Oh, workers comp is based <laughs> on the likelihood that this person will get hurt. Right. So if, class right. Like and that. so you've got class code. So if you ask um, us to find someone who's a flagger at a construction site, and mm. we know people in used to run over folks, Yes, so that's going to be a little expensive. Yes, it can be. But if you ask me for someone who's sitting at a front desk mm-hmm. in a building like this building, it's like class it's, one. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's it's cheaper. It's like 
32 cents per hundred dollars that they make, exactly. you know, because it's very unlikely that they hurt themselves. They might mm -hmm. trip over the threshold, yeah. but this flagger may be run over and killed. Yes. So the rate varies based on that. Um, so typically admin type people are cheaper yeah. than people who can get a finger cut off or could die yeah. um, or could die. Oh, good. <laughs> That's kind of important. Yeah. And so then we, and then we have um, the cost of money is in there. Mm. So it kind of varies. On average, if you had an admin person, your markup would end up being probably 38 to 50 percent of their payroll. So like if okay. they get paid for sake of simplicity if they made ten dollars an hour mm -hmm. for all all that we offer we probably would charge you 15. okay so gotcha. it's a five dollar difference per hour gotcha. but that five dollars is giving you a line of credit it's giving mm. you an hr department it's giving you insurance and we can mm. i have a client that we use our insurance certificate for their clients okay so break that cost now so i can type in here it's on average of what 15 20 percent depends it, it well no because it's going to end up being on the low end about mm -hmm. 35 to 50 percent 35 percent of their payroll right 35 to 50 percent of their payroll okay gotcha okay. it just varies okay. and it also varies on the volume so if you need two people it's going to cost different than if you say hey I need 300 people mm -hmm. because now if i get 300 people i can drop your price yeah because you got the volume because i have the volume gotcha so what you see at the bottom of the screen right now is the average is not a fixed number. So yeah, I'm don't call and say, Carla said. About, mm -hmm. you know, Carla said. <laughs> <laughs> it's 35 to 50% of the payroll of the person you're trying to staff. So if you're paying someone 30,000, do 35 to 50%. That'll be their fee. And that's a monthly. It's, it's like typically on an hourly basis. So, hourly basis. so that person okay. is an employee of Lane Staffing. Now, if you decide that you want to kind of try before you buy. Hmm, let's talk about that. So what happens is a person, we do all the things that we normally would do we would find the person we schedule interviews if mm -hmm. you decide you want to hire them we bring them we drug screen them with background check them all of that stuff if they need an mvr if you need depending on what industry they might need a credit check we have we work with school districts we fingerprint them wow. whatever it is that you need up front is in that cost okay and so you could bring that person on and you say hey we want to do attempt to hire hmm. so basically that person oh. see the spirit is in here spirit. that's one of your ex-employees <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we cannot. Look at God. Want to do it? <laughs> but um, so you could say that you want to hire this person, and we could put in your contract that the person becomes your employee mm -hmm. in 360 hours or 460 hours. It just depends okay. on the rate. And then um, you transition them and they become a permanent employee. Now, here's mm -hmm. the other cool thing about Lane Staffing. And a lot of staffing companies are doing this now. But initially, we were one of the few that offered health, dental, vision, short-term disability. Um, because when someone works contracts, I've got employees who have worked with Lane Staffing since mm -hmm. we started. Like wow. they've been contract workers. So they have um, yeah, life insurance. Mm -hmm. wow. Because what happens with some of the big companies, you have retirees hmm. who, um, in order to get their package, they can yeah. no longer be employees of the company. Okay. So they're not. Gotcha. They're employees of my company, okay. but that company still gets the talent. Gotcha. Okay. So there's some it, really, it be, yeah, it's it really, you, you can, you can figure out how to make staffing work for you. Okay. And, and when you have a staffing company like mine, like mm -hmm. Lane Staffing, um, We'll sit down and talk to you and figure out how to make it best work for you because mm -hmm. it really should be a tool. Yeah. A lot of people, when they think of temp staffing, they think somebody has a cold and so you need someone mm -hmm. to sit up front. That's typically. That's not. That's yeah. One of my first jobs, I got through a staffing agency to build widgets. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So the big desktops, I'm just on, on college break, but we would plug in a little whatever they were and literally like putting widgets together for computers. Mm -hmm. But I went through, it was a staffing agency, thought the colors were green and white or something like that. Kelly. Yeah, that sounds mm -hmm. like it. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's really kind of what it was. Someone was sick. Hey, we'll plug you into the line, et cetera. So, yeah, but it, it is so much bigger than that. There are, that. um, you know, temps or contract workers that mm. work in the refineries. And so when mm. refineries shut down and they yeah. do the turnaround to clean out all the tubing and all that, okay. then they just onboard people. Or if you're in an industry where, um, 
you need a lot of people at a certain time of year. It doesn't make sense for you to onboard all those people. Seasonal. Yeah. So if you're into retail, anything mm -hmm. like that, think about staffing for um, for this influx of uh, demand you're going to have. So I know a lot of business owners are thinking, I got to start hiring, things like that. Consider using right. a staffing agency, even if it's just because you do retail as well. We do yeah. a little so. bit of everything. And here's the cool thing about that. When you hire somebody and then you let them go, mm -hmm. There's an experience rate with state unemployment. Mm -hmm. Your rate is going to go up. Because they're going to file. Yeah. And so if you've got 30 employees and yeah. you bring on 10 and then you yeah. let 10 go, yeah. you just hit a ding with your, your rate. Yes. And so those are things to consider when you say, well, why would I pay this extra? There's a lot of reasons yeah. why you would. Because those those dings add up. When we're mm -hmm. talking about that tax and unemployment tax that comes out of your, your payroll mm -hmm. <laughs> or your paycheck every time. So. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. So we said try before you buy. Like, tell me what the return process is on an employee that I don't like. Like, can I got to have receipts? Do I get store credit? <laughs> <laughs> here's the, here's the thing. It's like if you they did the work, you're going to pay your invoice. Yeah. Prayerfully. Okay. However, <laughs> um, you could say, you know, don't send this person back. Send me someone else. Okay. Or you could say this person isn't working out. Um, mm -hmm. We want to go through the whole process. We're going to leave them in place because I need somebody to answer my phone, but we okay. want to start interviewing. Gotcha. And then we can remove that person, plug in the new person. Hmm. Um, but it's kind of like you get to see if this person is a fit because we know as employers that someone could have like a just wonderful resume, right. but their personality doesn't fit your office. Right. It's not a good fit. Yeah. Um, that that's one of the great things about it. And then of course we do direct hire because if hmm. you're if you're looking for a CFO, yeah. you don't want a contract worker having access to your bank account. So we could do an executive search and okay. find that person and recruit away. Let's say in your industry you decided that you wanted someone who has industry experience. We will I have headhunters that will go and lure people away from other companies to come work for you. Really? And that typically is when you talk about percentage. So if you're offering a person a hundred thousand dollars, we may say, okay, the fee mm -hmm. is twenty five percent of mm -hmm. their first annual salary. And right. then you have a ninety day or hundred and twenty day guarantee that this person okay. is gonna work out. And if they don't, then we either find you someone, you know, again for with no additional cost. Okay. Or we refund the money if we can't find the person. Wow. So it sounds like there's positions or opportunities to where you could take a chance on a staffing agency. And if it doesn't work out, you don't lose your money or they'll keep working until they find someone for you. So mm -hmm. be cognizant of that and be uh, keep your keep an open mind to that one, because trust me, from being a business owner for, you know, going on 10 years now, hiring and firing, recruiting, training. All of that can have its challenges. So if you can get someone else to do it for you, you can focus on the income generating right. opportunities, opportunities for your business and grow and scale up. So let's talk about when does a business owner know it's time to bring someone like you in or a staffing agency when it's time to grow? What are some metrics that they can look at? Well, I'm always... Um when I talk to entrepreneurs, I always want to tell them to make sure that when you start to hire, mm -hmm. you have the revenue to support the expense. Absolutely. And so as a as small business owners, sometimes we feel really good that we have employees. That means we're really rolling. Yeah. But if you can't afford to yeah. have employees, to make that commitment to someone, um, because the other side of it that we have to remember when we make job offers is mm -hmm. that people are counting on those checks to support their lives. Absolutely. And so you cannot allow ego yeah. to cause you to hire too early. Absolutely. Because those people want that check on the first and the 15th. They need it. I mean, and, you're talking yeah. about their mortgage, yeah. their children eating there. Yeah. And so it, you want to make sure that you have the funds to support yeah. a hire and That's, the work to support a hire too. Absolutely. So make sure you have a steady flow, not just one or two good months. At least, what would you say? At least six to nine months right. of steady, steady cash income. flow income, and that you're that able is, to have a reserve. Yes, a reserve. Let's type that in because that's most, the accountant in me. That's the accountant <laughs> in you. <laughs> have a reserve, basically saying you have a lump sum of money in a checking or savings account um, that's easy accessible that you can borrow from, and you don't have to pay interest. Right. But when those those months and get lean things like that, because they're going to happen, um, and you can build that reserve back up and don't have to worry about putting interest on a lot of credit, credit card, things like that. Right. So have a reserve right. regardless of what business you're in. So that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. So for those that don't use a staffing agency, let's talk about just some general advice for entrepreneurs. Um, how, what should the hiring process look like? <laughs> you know, the, the, the cool thing about 2018 mm -hmm. is most things is, they're on the internet. Yeah, Whereas like when I started out um, in business, the internet was like really 
kind of not, Mm. you know. Still kind of hard to find stuff. (laughs) But now everything you need to know is on the internet. So you could like really Google Google hiring process. Yeah. It'll pop up. But very summary level is that you want to have a job application. Mm -hmm. The job application needs to be standard. Mm. So you can't vary because Mm. then someone could say discrimination. Gotcha. When um, someone comes in to apply, even though you gaze at them and tell that you don't want to hire them, Mm. let them fill out the application. Mm. Again, you can run into some problems if you don't. Um, If you regularly hire, I would say it would be great to have an application online Mm. so that when you're looking for people, you could just post it and people can apply online and Mm. then you could go through the process of finding. Because we, again, social media. Yep. You know, you know, so many people. It's funny. A friend and I of I was talking yesterday and we we're talking about the fact that we have so many friends on social media that sometimes we walk past them. We don't even know because they're not really our friends, this but they're true. friends. And, and so side note, that happens <laughs> so often. And this is because sometimes people don't have the right or the, the profile picture. They don't look like it in real life. <laughs> Or, so the, or the thing is, some <laughs> some folks are lurkers, right? They'll mm-hmm. watch your life and they won't comment, tag, or anything. But then it's like, hey, I saw you eat at this restaurant last month. How was it? You didn't even comment. You didn't life. say a word. Yeah, how was I supposed to know? So that's just a sidebar for social media. So have real life etiquette when it comes to social media. You mm-hmm. see people <laughs> <Yeah>. keep going. <laughs> so you could you could use social media to recruit if you had an online um, application. The application, again, needs to be consistent. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that there's certain disclosures that need to be on there. Mm. Um, and again, Google. Yeah. Um, you want to ask their first, last name, middle name. Um, you, people feel some type of way about socials, but mm. they are very necessary. Probably you could you could wait until that person comes in to get that information, but you need a good phone number. You need an alternate phone number. You need email address. You need um, to ask them about what they've done previously to make sure that they're fit. So all of that should be on the job application. When you bring someone in to um, apply for the job or to interview for the job, you want to make sure you have standard questions. Hmm. Okay. Um, you want to ask everybody the same questions. You want to be very careful about asking personal questions. Um, you don't want to ask a woman if she has children. Mm. You don't. There, there are certain things you just cannot ask yeah. because you open yourself up to discrimination yeah. um, or, or to people claiming discrimination. So you just don't ask certain questions. So you want standard questions. Do you have a recommendation on how many interviews they should go through? It depends on the job. Right. You know, and how many people in your office or your place of business should meet the person before you make an offer? I think it really depends on the job and it depends on the business. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, so one of the tips um, that I use in my business, and we'll see if it gets her blessing. Um, Someone comes in, I'll have them set aside an hour for that day. And what I'll do is I'll do the interview, things like that. If I feel they're a good fit initially, I'll have them sit with the team Mm -hmm. and see what it is they're expected to do. Mm -hmm. And that's twofold because now my team member that's already employed gets to see if they would be a good fit personally. But also at the same time, the candidate gets exposure. Mm -hmm. So if they are hired, it's not like, oh, I had no idea. Right. So they get to see um, they get to get the vibe of the office. And then my other team can kind of just fill them out as well. So. That's how I use my, my what I use in my hiring process. Right, right. I mean, and I think that's great when you're interested in the person. Yeah. Because the other thing that does for your team is mm-hmm. it lets them know that they're a part of the process. Okay. And that's a part of making your team feel valued. Yeah. Um, and that the advantage of working with a small business mm-hmm. is that you have a say so. Absolutely. You know, because yeah. a lot of times we can't offer the benefits and all that the big companies, but we yeah. can make you feel really good about yeah. being in this little bitty office. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You're on the 30th floor <laughs> downtown. Chances are somebody's going to pop up at the cubicle next mm-hmm. to you. You, know, mm-hmm. like you didn't have a say in this. So, right, yeah, right. So but I think that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we talked about bring them in. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes employees need to be exited with grace yes. <laughs> or you know, exited to their next best life. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what are your recommendations in general for people who have to go through that process that are business owners? I think there are some offenses that require that they you're out. Yeah. Um, and then there are other offenses that you need to have a documented process mm. so that um, when they file, you yeah. heard me say when, when they, they file, file they for unemployment, file. <laughs> you, you have a, a file that says this is why this happened. Yes. 
Um, and again, Google, yeah. Google. But, <laughs> Google, but you want a documented process that says, okay, you know, there, you, the goal was that you answer the phone after the first three yeah. rings yeah. It consistently is six. Yeah. So I bring you in and I say, look, mm -hmm. our system tells me that our phone mm -hmm. is ringing six yeah. times. We agree that you would do three. You do mm -hmm. understand that this is being measured. Yeah. Um, and, and this is how we're going to improve it. <laughs> yeah. And this is how long you have to improve it. And then we'll sit down again. So you get to the end of that and it's at seven. Yeah. Okay. So we've done our process improvement. Yeah. Then you got your first warning. This is warning number two. Not the process after, yeah. After, after <laughs> warning number two, yeah. you're going to be released. You have them sign it. Wow. And then I, I'm people in my office. Think this is funny but i always try to terminate at the beginning of the day yeah now a lot of people wait to the end of the day now the ladies in my office say that that's shady because i let somebody drive all the way to work for me to be standing at the door with a box however <laughs> well, at I the mean, end of the day you like why would you let them they could go be free yeah they could have found another job or something like that <laughs> i agree mine's <laughs> usually in the morning yeah. <laughs> but if you're just doing you're just trying to uh catch up to what we're talking about it's terminating employees uh, when it's rightfully so. And when we talk about documentation, people are going to file unemployment. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want to dispute that, because that can cost you money as far as taxes and mm -hmm. it can last for years, you have documentation that you say, hey, I gave them X, Y, Z many times to do this. And here's our proof. And here's the in their employee hand menu. You need mm -hmm. to have one of those as well. They did not comply. This is why they were terminated just justfully. Please don't charge me, Mr. IRS, for them leaving. Texas Workforce Commission. Texas Workforce Commission. Um, please don't take extra money out of my check because of that. And so that's where we're talking about having documentation. Right. So you really want to make sure that you got receipts. Right. Have receipts. receipts. And then when someone <laughs> quits, mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you have that documented yeah. that quit. Because yeah. sometimes people will say that they were terminated without mm -hmm. cause when really they quit. Right. And also, if you get any kind of lawsuit against you, you have receipts to present a court as well mm -hmm. with their signature. So uh, we got a question from the audience, Miss C.C. Sutton. Can she talk about bringing on someone on a probationary 90 day period before hiring? So what's typically is that so a through a staffing with through a staffing company? Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's mm -hmm. what we talk about. Temp to hire mm -hmm. where they are employees of, in this case, lane staffing. Mm -hmm. And then you decide you want to bring them on and mm -hmm. you let us know, OK, we want to bring this person on. And at that point, you would give them an offer letter from your organization gotcha. and based on our agreement there would be no liquidation fee that's another thing is that sometimes <laughs> if let's say that we agreed um as client of lane staffing that this person would work 520 days okay. but they are so awesome that yeah. in two weeks you want them to be an employee of your organization there mm -hmm. may be a prorated liquidation fee hmm. because remember i'm working for free right until you hire them and then i only get paid based on what they work so I, I went you. and found the person. I screened them. I, yeah, I did all this work. And so if you snatch my employee, you just cost money because mm -hmm. I have a team that's doing all that. I mm -hmm. drug test them. I, I pay yeah. so I can look at their background. And I'm giving you all this information and I don't get paid until they work. So that's why there is, hey, they need mm -hmm. to work 520 so I can make a little money because I'm in business. Though so I love what I do. It's a for-profit Yeah, it's just a for-profit. <laughs> and we're going to talk about her non-profit. Yeah, but, but this we're talking was about for-profit. The for-profit. The for-profit. For okay. So let's talk about this is a question someone um, asked me before the, um, we got on the show. Um, what do we do about this younger generation and how do we manage them? Because they're not how we were brought up in the workforce. You know, they want to play on the phone all day, talk back, demand more from the beginning. So what? how do how do business owners manage these? Things? I think we have to manage expectations. Okay. Um, when I hire, typically um, people that start working in any lane staffing office start at the front desk because I always say that's the hub. That's where mm -hmm. everybody, everything connects. And if you want to learn the staffing business, you get to hear everything mm -hmm. at the front desk. So typically a young person would sit at my front desk and it's so important that one, when you walk into a lane staffing office, you need to see and feel mm -hmm. how the rest of the business that like you start judging us right there. Flow, yeah. So, there's certain rules. There's manual for the front desk. If I see your phone, mm -hmm. there's an issue. You're yeah. going to end up in the back of the yeah. office of my office. We're yeah. going to discuss. Uh -oh, um, if your man is sitting in the <laughs> lobby. But it's all of these things that I've had to tell people yeah. that when I started working in staffing, mm -hmm. nobody had to tell me that my boyfriend doesn't need to sit in the lobby. 
you know, but with that generation, yeah. we need to say yeah. your dude don't need to be up here. Yeah. Have him sit in the parking lot if he needs to I, watch you. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you I'm just saying. It but, happens. But, you know, I've seen that. You know, I have the audacity like, hey, you got a charger for my phone. No. Are you serious? No. But that's one thing I did uh my insurance agency. because uh, every time I walk in my office out here, yeah, no. They're, they're dropping their phone on their desk. It's like, oh, he's coming. Let me. So yeah. the rule is put your phone in the kitchen. You can put it on a charger oh, in there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then, and then give all the pertinent people the office number so they need to call you. Because every time I get about that chair, because you know my chair creaks, all you you hear phones dropping. That's so I mean, and it's 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 disappointing, but that's the reality. It's the reality. Um, but I think we have to really give mm -hmm. them things that we probably were taught by our parents or professors, yeah. we have to give that to them and let them know in writing, this is what is expected. Now, here's the thing. I always say to younger people that work in my office, because we are so entrenched in this community, mm -hmm. that working here, you can end up in the room with some people that you've seen on TV. That's the blessing of working for a small business mm -hmm. that is involved in the community yeah. is that you can end up in the room with these people <laughs> so that you can take it to yeah. the next level. Access. Yeah. And so what is is not being your best person? Yeah. You know, is that worth you mm. missing out on this opportunity? And I think that we have to as entrepreneurs invest in the next generation. Mm -hmm. We need to hire people that could actually be entrepreneurs. Yeah. Absolutely. And then get them engaged. So when they work inside our business, yeah. they got we if we give them goals, my experience has been if I've laid out a plan, mm -hmm. usually they will like themselves enough because a lot of that is that is self-interest and yeah. selfishness. Yeah, a lot of it is. And so if they see what's in it for them, their behavior changes yeah. until something else becomes important to them. That's how the <laughs> younger generation works. So <laughs> recap that real quick. Give them some purpose. Um, give them some connection, um, give them a plan so they can see the the end of the tunnel. Because a lot of people are just like, well, if I don't see the with them, the what's in it for me, mm -hmm. I'm not really interested. So right. I got other things to do. And, rather... and the goal just becomes a check. Exactly. And the check, you can sneak by. So I'm yeah. sitting here, I can get yeah. my check. That's a lot. And they'll play on the phone. And a lot of the, a lot of these, you know, the younger generation, they keep it too real. I had one employee came in late habitually. The one, one time I checked him at the door, why are you late today? Overslept and then walked to his desk. It was like, oh. <laughs> I was ready for a lie. Okay. At <laughs> I least I my dog guy. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the truth. It took me back. Wow. It's sad when we get shocked by the truth, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, manage expectations and things like that. And that way you can manage the younger force. Cause I hear a lot of entrepreneurs talking about that. So um we're coming to a close though. So anything else you want to share? Uh, with the entrepreneurial community out here on revenue. Well, of course, I want to talk about this woman's work, which mm -hmm. is my nonprofit okay. that is engaged in. We have a website. Thiswoman'swork.biz. Um, the purpose of this organization really was born out of my for-profit business and seeing um, women coming in looking for work who'd mm. made decisions mm. that affect their ability to make a living wage. Wow. And so this woman's work is engaged in helping women to make decisions that will allow them to basically, I mean, everybody says it now, but yeah. live their best lives. You mm. know, you work is a big part of that, of uh, being a whole person, learning how to be friends. A lot of women don't know how to be friends with friends. And it is so amazing to me that, you know, we are grown, grown. I could be catty. And, and it's, it's so, but here's the magic thing that happens. When you fall in love with yourself, yeah. it makes you a better friend. Gotcha. So this this woman's work is engaged in that. And so we mentor girls in HISD. Um, we just launched the Sewing Circle, which is a uh -huh. book club um, okay. in collaboration with Houston Public Library. Okay. So I love books. I love the power, um, the transformative effect of books. Mm. Um, and so it allows me to share my love of books with women. Okay. Um, so Stepping Into Strength is the mentoring program, or SIS. Wow. You got um, a whole program. That is, we've got a whole thing. <laughs> and so on November 10th, okay. we are hosting Stilettos and Champagne at the Julia Idelson Library downtown. Okay. And it is our third annual, and it is a celebration of what we've done um, for women and with women all year long. Hmm. And then we honor people in the community who are quietly doing the work of making the lives of women and girls better. So we've got 
an amazing lineup of people that we will honor. Of course, anybody that knows me knows that two of my favorite things are stilettos and champagne. Indeed. Indeed, <laughs> I love it. And so that is why it is called stilettos and champagne. So we will have a fashion show. Kamika Hampton is a local shoe designer. We uh, always have Kamika out. And, and realtor. Oh, yeah. She's a realtor. <laughs> but these shoes, they fire. Yeah, they, fire. they fire. And so, and then we have um, boutique owners come out okay. and they have their clothing. We do a fashion show. Shout out to Melodrama and CC's collection. Yes. And I have a couple of pieces. <laughs> but we, we just, and then my girl from Exposure Boutique, this bracelet okay. is hers. Yolanda. Yeah, Londa. So it's it's just a night to, and we've got, I always have music because I like to dance. It's just, it's a beautiful night of fabulousness and um, mm -hmm. celebrating. So mm -hmm. November 10th, Julia mm -hmm. Idelson Library. Um, and they find it on the website right here, thiswomanswork.biz. Right. Exactly. Right. And then, um, of course, I have to always talk about Lane Staffing. Oh, I left mm -hmm. out Carla's Closet. Carla's Closet came again out of Lane Staffing. We okay. sent people to work, which is a part of this woman's work. Carla's Closet is. Um, it, we have women we would send to work and they didn't have proper attire. Mm. And I am a girl who loves clothes. Indeed. And I have several closets of clothes that no longer fit. Well, and so it started out, well, here, girl, you can wear this because yeah. I cannot. Gotcha. And then I've got a lot of girlfriends. Same website. Okay. Same website tells you everything I'm doing for the communities that I love. Um, so, yeah, get engaged. And also, I wish I knew the Dorita is going to kill me because there's this thing that you can text and yeah. it'll give you videos and all that. But if you go to this woman's work.biz, yeah. it'll tell you how to text. I think it's 444-999. Um, and sure text. Before we put it up there. Yeah, go ahead. I think right. I'm right. So what I heard though is um CC can come uh visit your closet and get some of them red bottoms. <laughs> no, not Carl, oh. not for real, Carla Lane's closet, oh. Carla's closet. Oh. Oh, but okay. Carla's closet has some St. John in there. And I was okay. like, what? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we don't see, see, but I was, look, look, <laughs> So you're gonna text, yes, four 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 nine 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 text iron women. Text four 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 nine nine nine. It text iron women. I R O N W O M E N. See. Put it together, one word. Okay, my bad. Hold on. Hold on. Iron. <laughs> iron. My bad. Right. A lot of pressure because <laughs> iron sharpens iron. That's what that comes from. Iron women comes from the concept iron of iron. iron sharpens iron. If you put mm -hmm. two bad chicks in a room, mm. we come out better. Yes, they all do. All ships rise. Yes. Ships and that's rise. what it is. <laughs> so, yes, if you text iron women, 444-999 to iron women. Nine, nine, nine. Then you'll have the option to buy tickets to the gala, to see mm. the work that we're doing, to see the video from last year's gala, to um, get engaged, become a part of the sewing circle, which is really the premise of us sewing mm. into the lives of each other. Amen. Um, so it's great things happening. Yeah. And of course, lanestaffing.com. Lanestaffing.com. We got those jobs. I've been, been running that all day. We so. got those jobs. So check out lanestaffing.com mm -hmm. if you are in need of staffing for your small medium or large business she does large court government entities all the way to mom and pop so check her out and support her um, this woman's work.biz for the nonprofit and charitable side because she's serious about giving back to the community we want to thank you for being on the show today it's been excellent if you all enjoy uh this episode of uh, carla Please be sure to comment in the bottom, share and tag a friend who can hear this, uh, who needs to hear this message. So thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next Thursday, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks. Thanks mm -hmm. for having me. Thank you for being here.